Welcome to Visibility by Design podcast with your host, Juliet Stapleton. In this show, I want to help you combine your marketing strategies and your human design potential so you can show up, stand out, and attract your perfect clients with confidence and ease. Are you ready? Enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome to yet another episode of Visibility by Design with your host, Juliet Stapleton. And my guest today for you is Chris Prochaska. Chris is a licensed mental health counselor, artist, writer, certified human design for business consultant and instructor. And actually a really, really awesome, awesome generator. <laughs> I don't want to put a label on you. No. And I think that we, we can uh, talk about it. So guys, if I go a little bit like crazy today, um, this is something that we call sacral drunk. Is that what? Yeah. The- I call it being energy drunk. Energy yeah. drunk. You got a little energy drunk. <laughs> I love it because I'm already, I kind of, I'm already buzzing and we've been talking for a few yeah. minutes. So I apologize if I, you know, start like buzzing too much. <laughs> Okay. This conversation is going to be great because, um, Chris, first of all, I love your, you're a certified human design for business consultant. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things that just up our street with visibility by design, online visibility, fear visibility, all these things. How can we lean into our strengths? How can we use, you know, our types and even basic information that we get in the design and go deeper into, you know, our own design, which is extremely empowering. Uh, but there is a thing when people start discovering human design, and I, I, I've discussed this with, with so many experts, and I would love to hear your take on this. It's all yeah. about, like, I don't want to put myself in a box. I don't want to have another mm. label on, you know, and so there, uh, there is sometimes a resistance in the beginning saying, well, so what, you know, so what am I now projector? So, like, you know, sit and wait for invitations. How, what is your take on, you know, how do you approach human design? Yeah, that's a really great question. So my background, as you mentioned, is as a therapist. And I, you know, looked at lots of different personality systems. I mean, everything, right? From the disc to Myers-Briggs to Finders and the Enneagram, all of these different, different ways of looking at ourselves. And when I was introduced to human design about 10 years ago, yes, it was in 2012. So 10 years ago, I, um, one of the things that really struck me initially was, wait a minute, this is, it's very complex, but also there was something about the way that it talked about energy. And, and, and that was the thing that I got right away was that our design is basically a map of our energy. And so these words and the terminology and the, even the labels are really about how our energy interacts and moves, how we transmit energy and how we receive energy, whether that's our type or our strategy or our authority the circuitry in the design, the different gates and channels, all of those different layers are really just describing energy. And so when we can look at the design that way and also understand that we are both that and not that. So when people introduce, they're like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a generator five, one sacral. And I remember, you know, a couple of years ago, people like there was a couple of Facebook groups that were like that. Everybody was just introducing themselves by their type. And I thought, well, that's great. But I was like, who are you 
besides that. And I think that when we start to look at design, and I think a lot of people have judgments about it. I know a lot of generators who go, well, I want to be a manifester. And I, first of all, I just have to say that I think manifestors should not be called manifestors. I think they should be called initiators. I think that is a much more descriptive term of what they are here to do and how they work. And because we have so much judgment around manifestors and manifesting So even manifesting generators, you know, there's a lot of, I just think so much of what we are looking at when we're looking at design is our own judgment and our own constructs around the words. And so when we can, again, come back to, oh, this is describing the energy that I'm transmitting, how I receive energy and what that communication looks like. And if we take it to that level, I think we can get out of the the terminology like, oh, I'm this or I'm that, because we are so much more than that as well. What I want to really ask you is that how can you take being all these things and yet being, you know, true to your unique design, how can you take that and and not just in your own life, but take it into business and, and into online visibility. Um, mm-hmm. I work with a lot of generators and your generator and, yeah. and manifesting generators for, let's say, just these two types. And I find that, you know, there is, a, there is a lot of stumbling blocks when it comes to online visibility. What is it for you to be a generator in business? And what does it bring into business for you? Mm. That's a, that's a big question. That's an awesome question. I love it. Well, first of all, I do want to say something. I want to go back for just a second. And then I'm going to, I want to talk about this because I want to go back to our language. I remember one of my uh, really good friends, we had just met. Now we're really good friends. We were just discussing this person earlier who is a projector. And one of the ways that we met was that she came to me and said, I, you know, I was told I was a projector and it was just sort of like, well, you just have to wait to be invited. And, and this coach who, you know, was very well-meaning and technically correct, right? Like there's a technically correct. And when you look out on, in the, in the world today, even waiting to respond as a generator, as our strategy, right? Waiting to be invited as a strategy for the projector, Yes, that's technically correct, but there's so many other nuances that are there. And so as I'm, and I think the labels are helpful. I used to do diagnostic interviews for research projects when I was working more in straight psychology and and research. And there's, there is some help to give us those labels because they do help us to understand. But again, we are way more than the label and there's so many other nuances. So having said all of that, coming back to being a generator and or, and or manifesting generator in business where we're told to wait to respond, but we're also here to work. You know, so those whole ideas of like, well, just a four hour work week or these very prescriptive things, even projectors are only supposed to work four hours a day. Ron never said that, you know, there's nothing. So when we see these like very prescriptive things, I always cringe because I go, uh, wait a minute, you know, it's, um, everybody wants the simple answer. Everybody wants like, just give me the like, just tell me what to do. 
And I, there is no strategy outside of us. We are our strategy. We are the best strategy. Everything that makes up me as a 5-1 projector, sacral, you know, with with two channels and three centers defined and six centers undefined, everything, that is my strategy. So it's the synthesis of all of that. So me as a 5-1 generator in business... Yes, I work with lots of generators and manifesting generators and and other five ones or five twos or one threes, all of the different profiles, but we're going to do it all a little bit different. So even projectors, right? You're a one three projector. So we have these aspects of the design that if we just take one thing, then I think what happens is like, oh, I'm that. And it's just this. And then we are often running to do something with that. And so, um, so to answer your question more specifically, that was a very long winded getting back to the point, which is as a five, one um, generator who has a lot of projected strength, you know, um, gates in my design and an undefined throat center. Um, and and the projection field of being a five one. So the fifth line is that projection field. For me, when I'm out there invisible, it is so interesting. You know, we were talking about a little bit earlier, like the projection that people will will say, oh, you can do this. And it's like, oh, can't, I don't know. And the fifth line tends to be a little paranoid. We're t- we tend to be a little bit like, I don't know. Is that really the right projection? I don't know. Is that really what I can do? Because, you know, otherwise our, our uh, reputation can suffer and our reputation is everything. If we can't offer something that is of value, then we can get really, you know, stuck to the sidelines. And so having worked with all of that for so many years, I'm starting to really understand how that works. I have tons of fifth line clients and every single one of them struggles with, and myself included with being um, out on social media. It's so interesting. Like every single one of the fifth line. This is amazing that you yeah. just said that it's amazing that you just said that all Why's people that? in my family all people in my family my yeah. husband my daughter my mom my sister and my father i yeah. three five wow that's a lot <laughs> so like even though it's not a first line five yeah. i still even say with my daughter she's quite intelligent and she always says what if they find out i'm not that intelligent although she is you know but the yeah, people are projecting always projecting yeah. and it's very interesting about social media with my husband who's a music producer and he could have crushed it on social yeah. media if he did what i do he yeah. would have been you know i would not need to do then <laughs> what yes, I do. right yeah. but it's it's just not he doesn't want to do this. He's just, he has, yeah. you know, a thing against it. This is so interesting that you mentioned this. Yes. How yeah. do you get over it? Well, I'm How working on that. This? Actually, it's really, I'm, you know, it's so funny. Last year I kept um, saying, huh, this is so interesting, Juliet. This is how it works for me. This is being a generator who's sacral, who channels in business is that last year I kept saying, God, I should just work with five one, you know, or just fifth line fifth line people in business, because we are here to have a greater impact 
in the world. And yet that fifth line struggles. There's so, it's so interesting how much it, it, that struggle with the projection field. And again, as a projector, there's, there's an, there's um, an understanding, like there's something that's going on there that is real that we, even if we go, God, why do I always need to be by myself? Why do I always, you know, just kind of come in, do something, get out? Like that's such a fifth one, five, one um, thing. And so the more I learn about that and practice it and watch how the energy moves, the less I'm judging myself. And I think that's one of the biggest keys to any kind of visibility is that we embrace the energy that we be because this is what we're be- we're literally being this energy and the more we embrace it and we align with it what happens is our energy becomes congruent and it becomes congruent with the highest expression we're always in alignment with our design so we're always whether we're in alignment with the shadows or the gifts or in richard rudd's work with the gene keys the cities the highest expression what changes is our frequency of expression, but there, there are things that are fixed, things that we are here to do. Our design does us, not the other way around. We're not learning about our design so that we could do our design. We're learning about it so that we can go, oh, that is not me. I don't need to keep doing that anymore. And this is me. And to rest in that, and when we rest in that, and then we work on I don't even know if it's a working so much, but we allow that higher expression to come through. What happens is that congruency is what attracts people to us and our visibility becomes natural regardless of our design. And one of the things we were going to talk about circuitry today, and we'll see if we get to it because actually I'm really kind of thinking about the line qualities right now is is more juicy because when you have like you're a one, three, right? The one, three, you're studying, 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 getting that strong foundation in the first line, becoming an authority through your investigating the third line, very kinesthetic, very, I say, it's a hold my drink. I'm going, you know, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to just hold my beer, hold my champagne. I'm going to go try this out. It's very kinesthetic. You've got to try it to understand the second line is very natural. So the second line is like, they don't even know that they're good at doing something. They just do it. And, and then everybody goes, Oh, you're so good at that. And they go, I am. I don't, I I don't, I really didn't know that. Okay. The fourth line is all about the heart and connection and who are you influencing? How can you, you know, who are your warm leads, your warm audience? The fifth line is that, that leader that can come out and go, this is what we need to do. And that heretic that says, Hey, that's not working. We need to, you know, the emperor has no clothes here. We need to change this up. And the sixth line, which is actually very aloof and kind of looking off into the distance, where are we going? What's happening in the future? And all of them have different ways of being and we know, and we can recognize that, like, that's our role. That's part of how we're here to share our gifts and genius through those different line qualities. And when we see like the two, four, for instance, the two, four is all about warm leads. This is not a person who's going to do cold ads. They're a person who's going to 
do interviews and have a referral network and affiliate type of marketing and visibility versus just going out there and doing, you know, cold ads on say Facebook or something like that. And I think when we start to really understand those more subtle nuances, then we add in our type like a generator. I'm here to wait to respond. It doesn't mean I sit around and don't do anything. That is not what waiting to respond is. I use the analogy like a baseball, maybe in cricket, you know, in in Europe, but it's um, in, you know, the outfielders who are waiting, they're, they're, they're attentive, they're looking, they are intent on what, where is the ball going to come? And which balls am I going to catch and which am I going to let go? You know, uh, even the batter is kind of like that. The batter is, okay, there's all these balls coming. Which ones am I going to go ahead and swing for? And which ones am I just going to let it pass? It's not, it's not for me. And invitations are even like that as a projector, just because you get invited doesn't mean you got to say yes, even though it feels really good. And I think those are the things that you know, the more subtle things like there, I have lots of ideas that come to me, but I have to use my design to sort through which are the ones that are really truly for me and which are the ones that are distractions or things like I should do that because everybody else is doing it. I, I have a I'm question on that. Question. Yes, you are on. absolutely answering my question. In okay. fact, you somehow you just went into my favorite subject of all, which is the yeah. lines that I'm obsessed. Yeah. So I was just Huge. buzzing, and I hope the audience too as well, because so oh. much, so much wisdom. I have a question. Actually, yeah. before I ask the question, because I forgot what it was, but I will remember after I after I mentioned that when I found you, Chris. I found you and what really, really triggered me in the most positive way. And I wanted to invite you was your analogies. It was when you compared projectors waiting for the invitations to the angels. And if you, you know, if I don't know what your relationships with, you know, angels and, but if you believe in angels, you know, they come only when you call them. Yep. They don't like knock at your door and, you know, yeah. come in. It's not, doesn't happen that way. You have to call right. them and then immediately they're there. Yes. And so, and I was, when you said that in one of your videos on YouTube, it was such, it wasn't that it's an aha moment. It was just like something you always knew. And that yes. made, yes. then the whole wording about why you have to wait for the invitation. That makes perfect sense. Let's talk a little bit about fear visibility and please feel free to talk about the the circuitry and, you know, bringing that into the conversation as well. Um, But and maybe start starting with yourself, like the fear visibility. What are the biggest stumbling blocks maybe for yourself or you see generally in in, in generators? Yeah. So remember that what we're looking at in design is energy and how our energy flows. We have individual energy, right? Our individual design. We have partnership. What happens when you bring two designs together, you get a third design. Then you bring together three to five people. You've got a penta, you've got a small group. There's a dynamic that happens there. Then we start to multiply those small groups and we start to get what are called OC16s or WAs. And the, and we start to, and then it ripples out and it's a hologram fractal lines that just keep repeating and repeating until we've got the whole world and all of humanity. So 
just like we've got an atom or the building block of uh, an element or uh, that we've also then everything repeats and then we've got cells and, you know, so on and so forth. So one of the things to remember in when we look at circuitry, for instance, we've got lots of layers of circuitry. We've got circuitry that tells us what our type is. So, you know, depending on the channels or not, if you're a reflector, you don't have any channels, you just have the gates activated, depending on what we have activated, this is tells us what type we are. So there's that layer of it. And then we have another layer of circuitry that is we've got individual circuitry, we've got tribal circuitry, and we have collective circuitry. Now, individual circuitry is individual empowerment. This is the this is when we have individual circuitry, we are, and, and I'm talking about really the channels right now. So um, yes, you could have gates in there, but just look at your channels in your design. And what we're looking at is this individual knowing. It is about being true to oneself. It's where the insight and the information comes from within. And all change starts with the individual. No matter where we're talking about, whether we're talking about politics, whether we're talking about religion, whether we're talking about gender, education, one person says, wait a minute, this is not working. This is usually it's probably a five one. And then we're like, you know, hang on a second. This isn't working. We what are we doing here? Why do we keep doing it this way? Well, then that ripples out. It's kind of like a bullseye, right? So we've got this individual who says, wait a minute, things aren't working. Now, remember, just think about this in terms of speaking and, and visibility, right? So we've got this individual who says things aren't working. Well, that ripples out to the tribe. And the tribe is the family. The tribe is you know, it could be your business or your colleagues. It could even be your community. Fairly, you know, small, but definitely larger than you as an individual. And the tribe is inherently suspicious of the individual because tribal energy and tribal circuitry is all based on a bargain. Hey, you fit in, you do what we want you to do, and you don't rock the boat. And we'll make sure that you're clothed and fed and that you belong and that you shelter and you're part of the group and you'll be safe, which goes back to a very primal part of our brain that says, okay, well, as long as I'm in a group of people, I'm safe, right? So the tribe really relies on that. Just think about religion and um, education and clicks and fashion. I mean, everything that says, okay, you're part of us or you're not with us, right? Gender. So we've got this, this individual is like, wait a minute. The tribe says, Hmm, I don't know, no, no, no. And then we've got the collective circuitry and the collective circuitry, right? Rip from the tribe, it ripples out. So if the tribe says, Ooh, that is a good idea. Ooh, we do like that. Then that, then it'll start to ripple out. Think about someone like Brene Brown right? She does a, she does all this amazing research on vulnerability, shame, um, incredible work, right? She does a TED talk that goes viral, right? Like on a topic that most people don't want to talk about. And now she's like a household name. That's what I, in, you know, most countries that know about 
that are, you know, obviously like probably not the third world countries, but this is an individual who had a message that the tribe said, yes, we will, uh, we will take this. And then it went into the collective. Okay. So the collective is inherently suspicious of the tribe because it doesn't like that, those bargains. Look at um, here in the U.S. I mean, and I think this is true everywhere in the world. We've got different political factions and it's sort of like, oh, well, those people, you know, sort of like the collective goes, oh, those people over there or those people over there. So they there's this really interesting dynamic that's happening on a, on a whole like this whole energy is moving. So if you have a lot of individual circuitry. And you're afraid to reach out because the tribe tends to go, no, we won't like you. There's something that can really happen there. And the person who has that individual circuitry might be like, it's too scary. I, I, I'm always, you know, people don't like what I have to say, or they, you know, like I get punished for it. You know, think of the black sheep in the family who's always like, wait a minute, this, the family isn't that, is not doing great. My daughter and I were just watching um, Encanto, 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 um, a Disney movie. It's, it's out right now. It's on Disney plus. And it's like that. This is the black sheep of the family who says, wait a minute, not everything is perfect here, you know, and, and what happens with that? So as an individual, individual circuitry can be kind of scary. Because again, the tribe says, wait a minute, you don't do that. And then the collective circuitry is like, oh, I'll get it out there and I can get that message out there. So I think that there's, when we start to look at circuitry and when I'm looking at my client's designs, I'm like, what kind of circuitry is going on here? What kind of trauma? And it doesn't always have to be a capital T trauma, like massive trauma. It can be that developmental trauma, which we call conditioning in human design. What are the gates that are getting activated? Where are we like, oh, it's not safe to do that. It's not safe for me to speak my truth. And we can look at the design. I mean, Ra Ra was like, this isn't a healing tool. This is not about healing anything. And yet I see it very much as a healing tool that we can start to understand why people are afraid of visibility based on their circuitry, based on the gates that are activated, based on the centers that are white, that are, that they're getting all the conditioning that's happening. And I think that we can start to get really specific about why a person is struggling with their visibility and how to work with that. I am all about driving things down to practical practical yes. explanations, analogies that we can understand. Because sometimes I find the human design and gene key language tends to be very flowery and philosophical and you're like okay yes. tell me what it means i want exactly. to know exactly I felt like I was on a mission and, and, and this podcast is one of the, um, you know, this is why I'm bringing brilliant experts like yourself to just, just tell us uh, in a simpler ways, but what I'm picking up, even if you have something that on paper on your design, it, it may be something that you have more fear due to, you know, the primary, you know, instincts we have and, and, you know, what is safe and, and, yeah. and, and what is not safe, but with the process of deconditioning, which really is being aware mm-hmm. and 
as far as I understand, the deconditioning, at first I thought it was such a very long, it's something very, it feels very long process. You're like, oh, it's going to take you seven years to decondition. And <laughs> it felt like it's very, you know, very long. But but just recently somebody said, well, deconditioning, like, if you are aware that this is why, then you have like, aha, aha. So maybe it doesn't have to hold me a victim any any longer. Maybe now I can move towards where I completely let go of it. And that might take seven years. I don't know, you know, for the cellular level to yeah. change. But am I getting it right that this is the way to kind of deal with this? And this is why looking into your design is so, so valuable. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I remember when I first learned about that and I learned like to take seven years to decondition. I was like, oh, hell with that. I want to go faster. You know, I was all like, I'm going to fast track that. And, and I did find ways to fast track that. And yet at the same time, I will tell you about three and a half years in, I, per, I perceived a shift. And at seven, seven years, it was really funny. It was almost to the day that I I was I woke up and I went, I feel different. I'm a different person than I was when I first started learning this. And so it does take time, but I think that there are ways for me, Julia, it really does come down to how we talk about design. There is, and I talk a lot about this, it's art and science of design. The science is you can read the books. You can just totally like read a book, a lot of people just put out the science on, you know, on their memes, on the, like in their programs and everything. To me, the art is being able to, again, look at it and to synthesize it and tell a different story and help people to understand in a practical way, what do you do with this information and how do you apply it to your life so that you can, you again, let go of the things that are not you, embrace the things that are. And watch what happens. Just experiment with it. There does there, we don't have to like try so hard. And I think when we start to get into just all the science bits of it, it's too heady, and we forget that it's an energy that we're like it's our heart and it's our energy and it's our beingness that's more important. The more that I study it and the more that I do this work, I almost like the fewer words that I have, although I have been using a lot of words today, but it's almost like the fewer, it's, it's like when I'm with my clients and, the, and, and they ask me these questions when we get out of like, it's got to be this, or it's got to be that and, and trying to get it with our mind and let our, the wisdom of our body and our knowing that that's when design really starts to activate in the body, I think, and in, in the whole being and the energy field shifts and our visibility again becomes natural. It's, it's like, I, I think that when we, when we receive design and we walk away from the session and we go, I am amazing. I love myself like that to me. It, that that's incredible when somebody can walk away and just go, Oh my gosh, all those things I was judging myself for, they're not me. And I don't have to be like that anymore. And so they can just let it go. And then of course, there's the time that it takes to integrate this. That's really what the seven years is. We get activated when we start to read about our design and then that activation takes root and it takes hold and our and we literally start to sift through things and our energy changes 
And then there's a day we wake up and what, who we were just doesn't even, it's like, Oh my God, that's so interesting. I used to feel like that, but I don't anymore. It's the paradox. It's embracing paradox. That is the magic of design. That's the art is embracing the paradox of design. We got to label it so that we can understand it. And then we let go of the label so that we can be it. And I love how you brought it to exactly where we started with labels. And I think it's just the perfect thing. We, we label ourselves to understand and then we let go of the labels and we're, we go into beingness. I love this. And, and, and this is totally resonates with me. Chris, thank you so much for being my wonderful guest today. I'm buzzing. I'm really drunk on your energy right now. And, and I'm glad I didn't mess it up just yet, but we don't know it's early days. So before that happens, where can our audience follow you? I know that you have a little free gift uh, on yes. your website as well for them. Yes. Just talk me through yes. a little bit. Yeah. So chrisprochaska.com, that's K-R-I-S-P-R-O-C-H-A-S-K-A.com. And I have this clarity visualization session and then it, which is really, a, people love this thing. I loved making it. And it's really about helping you to get clear on that vision coming from within you and understanding where you might be trying to do something because you think you should versus where is it really coming from with you and within you in alignment with your design. And then um, I also have some information based on your type. How might you start to understand your design and, uh, you know, use that in your business and in your life and relationships? So... Absolutely yeah. brilliant. We will have all the links um, easily accessible awesome. in the show notes of the podcast, or if you're watching this on YouTube or, or Facebook in the description to the video. So click awesome. now and go check, uh, get more of Chris in your life. You definitely won't regret it. Oh, Her okay. emails are brilliant. And mm-hmm. I will definitely bring Chris uh, on another episode of uh, Visibility by, by Design. But for now, thank you so much. We will see you next thank week you. on another episode. <laughs>